Blog Talk Radio. via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday night. We're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, the platforms or locations that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is a result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by the federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a, some, a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Now, if you would join your hearts with me in a word of prayer, we'll sanctify our time together. I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. That healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your spirit your word, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men. 
as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now wait to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak victory to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, beloved, we want to um, get into uh, uh, a message God kind of dropped into my spirit at the close of the ministry last week. And the title was, Why Seek Ye the Living Among the Dead? This scripture, when I said it, it impacted my spirit immediately. And I began to hear it from a different perspective. I know that it is a, a resurrection sermon. Uh, the account of what happened uh, to Jesus on that faithful day. But it's also a valid question for now. Today happens to be referred to as Halloween or All Saints Day, a tradition that the Bible flat out dismisses from the start. Death is an unnatural phenomenon because man was created to live forever. But after sin entered into the earth, Death became a guarantee. Our conversations, our experiences with all of our loved ones, they should have lasted throughout our lifespan. All of our questions and insights would have then been passed down this way through the word of their testimony, face to face. When this process was stopped, the devil entered into the void and filled it with lies suppositions and traditions and vain repetitions. People were given a voice and their lives were given a voice. But this voice is the second voice that was heard. The voice of the Lord is always the first voice that you would hear because his voice gives us inspiration, revelation, information, destination, and occupation. The other voices only give us frustration, desperation, perspiration, and humiliation. So the question again is, why seek ye the living among the dead? In Luke chapter uh, 20, uh, verse 37, that's where you see, uh, that's where you see this, uh, this, this quote. And um, the, the, the angel of the Lord was, was there. I'm sorry, it's not 2037. It's going to be, uh, yeah, that's going to be Luke chapter, Was that at? Um, after his resurrection, it's going to be 20, is it 24? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's because the, 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 the Mary and on the first day of the week, it's chapter 24, yes. Um, uh, this is what was, was said. Um, now, on the first day of the week, early in the morning, they came to the sepulcher bringing spices, which they had prepared, and others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that they were perplexed thereabout. And two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down to their faces to the earth, the angel said to them, why seek ye the living 
among the dead. Because they were doing what um, their traditions or had already taught them. They, they were doing uh, things that, that seemed to uh, be a, a good thing, okay? And, and I get that. It was a, it's an honor uh, to, to participate in celebrations. I get that. That's not what this is about. But the devil got into the void because, again, death was a, a, is an unnatural phenomenon. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know what to do with our, 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 our thinking, our heart. We, we don't know what to do with uh, the, the, the emptiness and all of the, the hurts and the pain. We don't know what to do with that. And so then the devil took advantage of that. And he's caused so much havoc to be uh, in the earth now because we didn't have the answers for the things that are necessary in life. So um, we still find ourselves trying to get answers through that, that vacuum that the devil uh, entered into. We try to get answers from the lies. Jesus said that if you continue in my word, then are you going to be disciplined by disciples in what you do, and you will know or become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you know then will make you free. Okay? So then if I uh, apply any other thing or force any other thing into this vacuum, then I'm going to probably be uh, entering into bondage. Okay? If I'm, if I'm entering into fear. Because, again, death just brings with it uh, fears of the unknown. And, and then some of us want to find out what's going to happen. Well, you know what, beloved? Let me just tell you. You can know exactly what's going to happen in your future because of the word of God that you study, that you adhere to. Because there are steps that are preordained that we should walk in them. See, we can pass from life, we can pass from death to life. We don't have to stop at death as it is actually be, being thought of the, 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 the end of a thing. It is the succession of, 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 of the Spirit of God uh, being able to visit. But if I've already made that my home, come on, y'all. If I've already made the, the, the heaven my home, then all I'm going to do is go from one address to another. Amen. See, because it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He didn't say to be absent from the body is to now have to work on something that would get you to heaven. See? He says to be absent from the body is to be present instantaneously in the blink of an eye, the Bible says. We'll be caught up with him, and there shall we ever be with the Lord. See? We have to uh, participate in the plan of God by the word of God. But because that fear and that unknown uh, sets in, then we are, are, are duped, and we begin to do things that we think would, would help. I mean, there we, we try to, to get information um, from our, our, our loved ones, uh, how they doing, and, and what, what should we do about that. See, those questions are, are, are not in your purview, okay? And we're going to see some of those things today. See, if we would trust in the Lord with our whole heart, we won't end up leaning, okay, to our own understanding. We'll be able to simply acknowledge him, and then our paths will be directed, see? 
so that we don't have to we don't have to wander glory to God we can be those that live by a directed path say why are we seeking life the living among the dead see we 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 got to begin to to understand how to uh, uh, appropriate the promises of God how do how does he want us to live through whatever situation and whatever circumstance that we face there is an answer that's already in God and he placed that answer in you amen when you got born again he gave you the Bible says that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. So he's already been made unto us wisdom. Why is it then that we think that we're, we're going to have to go find out what to do? He's already, wisdom is living on the inside of you. The answer is resident on the inside of you. The Bible says in, in, in 1 John that chapter 2 that you have this anointing so that you do not need that men should teach you. So then why am I always trying to, you know, figure out, find out what is supposed to be next when I have an anointing that abides in me? God made it very personal. And if we would keep it personal, he will personally guarantee the thing that he's protecting, that the thing that he's watching over that he watches over his word to perform it. But if we're going to try to get information from another place, again, if we try to get that information uh, from, from the second voice, it's going to end in frustration, desperation, perspiration, and humiliation. But see, if we learn to, to adhere to the word, to the promises of God, then we'll have inspiration, revelation, information, destination, and occupation. I mean, just saying that sounds uh, exciting to me because I'll have uh, I'll have inspiration, spirit-breathed words in the spirit. That's what inspiration is. So I have spirit-breathed words. I'll have revelation, and Jesus said that upon the rock of revelation, He's going to build His church. He's going to okay. So we get this. He's going to build His church, not just erect His church. That would be good, but he said he's going to build it. That tells me that if there is a need for a, a, a room that's going to be a, a room where I can uh, meditate and hear God, he's going to build that room for me. He's going to build his church upon the rock of revelation. If there's a, a, a room that, that I need direction to be, he's going to build that. And he says, now, as I build this church, as this revelation continues to grow in your life, it, doesn't, it never stops, beloved. Glory to God. It never stops. See? Because he's going to be the one that's giving you inspiration that he's a very present help in time of trouble. So then if you need wisdom today, he's going to give you the wisdom for today. If you need wisdom for tomorrow, he's going to give you the wisdom for tomorrow in its season at its time we couldn't handle all of the truth uh, at one time he has to give it to us the bible says uh, here a little and there a little he has to do that because we would mess up more good god if we had all of the the, the answers to things we would try to manipulate that amen we we know in part and we mess up that part come on y'all we only know in part. If we had all of it, we'd probably mess that up. Why? Because it's just the propensity that sin brings to the to the table. 
We were accustomed to, to, to doing things our way. So that if you have more information, let's just ask the question and get real. If you had more information, you would probably do with that information whatever you thought was necessary. Doesn't matter what the plan of God actually is. You will do with it where, where, where it benefits you. See, and then the training that he has us in is to try to get us to the place where we're not seeking our own. We're seeking benefit for others. See, and, and that, that takes training. Oh, Lord Jesus knows that takes some training. See, because we, if, if, we, if we don't like a situation, then what we do is we try to get out of, get out from under, get away from that situation, even though we are there to bring light. Did he not say that you are the light of the world? See, he wants us to be light in darkness. And here we are, the way that we think, we're trying to get out of the frustration instead of being a light. Did he not tell us, let your light so shine? Hmm. So then let is the operative word, isn't it? Because if if the word that was given to us, the command that was given was let, that means that some people might not let. And the ones that don't let simply are not bringing to bear the, the answer that comes from heaven. I understand that your traditions and, 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 and your um, intellectual knowledge has benefited you in some way at some time, but he gave us life. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. See, it never stops. This process of, of learning and, and understanding his way. See? So then if you're just going to get your, your information through experience, come on, y'all. See, there is experiential knowledge. Got that. But revelation knowledge supersedes it. He says that upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't find a place where uh, the intellect can say that the gates of hell cannot prevail against that. Amen. See, God gave us uh, this truth that causes liberty so that we can function in it, share it, and release it to others. Amen. See, so we, we, we find people in this time, in particularly because it was called All Saints Day, and what they would do is they would go and um, have interactions and conversations with those that have departed. Uh, y'all, that's just not, I mean, when you see uh, references uh, for that, that God says he doesn't like that at all. He didn't like that at all. The prophet of God, Samuel, uh, was, was, was all kind of messed up here and was unsure when Paul Came, Saul came to him to, to see um, what God was saying, and, 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 and Samuel said, I don't have nothing for you. What happened is that uh, Saul went to a, a, a soothsayer, okay? He went to a, 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 a place to get information that was not sanctioned by God for him. Amen. He says, in fact, God says stuff like, if you find a witch, don't even suffer a witch to, 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 to live. Why? Because they're going to give information that tickles the senses but not does not bring or produce 
a victory. And God didn't want us to do that. He always causes us to triumph. Okay? That's what he wants you to walk in victory. He always gives us the victory. God is not interested in you walking around in frustration. I did not say that God would not allow you to become victorious through the frustration. No, he doesn't want you to walk around in it. There is a difference. As a parent, when, 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 when your baby is here, your baby doesn't have the ability to change their diaper. You don't want the baby to walk around in a, in a dirty diaper, but you know it's going to happen. So then you are the one to show love, and you will change the baby, refresh the baby. That's what God wants to do with us. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He does not want you to wander around in the mistakes. Come on, y'all. I mean, there have been things that have happened in your life, and they happened years ago, and you're still walking around in the hurt of the thing that happened years ago because you would not allow yourself to just go ahead and submit to God so that he can give you an answer that will be for the the situation in front of you, because the Bible says he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation. At the time the temptation is there, he will give you the information necessary so that you can have victory over it. But we're still complaining about the thing and and, and not hearing the answer from God for the thing. You know, I found out scripture that really blew me away when I first saw that, um, that, 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 that we have the ability to get out of anything within a week. It does not matter what it is because his word is already tried seven ways. Seven, the number of completion. Seven is the number of the, that we have in the week. So then if his word has already been tried, that means it has already been proved. So within seven days, I should be able to get out of whatever I'm facing. But here we are, still in the situations for years. Why? Because we didn't submit to God our heart. We would become lawyers, if you would. And lawyers, their primary job is to argue a thing to try to prove it from another perspective. I'm not mad at them. I get it. But God is requiring submission, surrender. Okay? Since you don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, why not surrender to the one that does? Jesus said, your father knows what things you have need of before you ask. So then before you got in trouble, Before the frustration showed up, God already knew what you had need of. But here we go. We try to uh, uh, tell God that we don't like this. We need to see a change in this. And he was saying, no, 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 no. In any situation that you're going through, Paul had this issue. Paul, he said, Lord, I besought you three times to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I besought you three times. There was a messenger given unto me uh, of Satan to buffet me. And I ask you three times to get this thing resolved. I'm not just praying about it first thing in the morning. I'm praying about it all day because the the norm was that they would pray to God in the morning, in the noonday, and in the evening. Well, actually, it was the evening, the morning, and the noonday. 
because it, uh, the, the, the Hebrew day starts in the evening, okay? Because the way you see it in the Bible, uh, it says, and the evening and the morning was the first day, okay? It's a, he, it's, he, he says that so that, you can, so that you can hear the preparation needed for the day. You hear at, in the evening the things that are necessary for the next day in the morning, see? And then by the time the noonday part of the, of the situation comes, you should have already released that and now preparing to hear what he would say to you in the evening so that the next day can be better. Amen. I mean, we just do it backwards here in America. That's just the way we were trained. We, you know, it came to us that way. Amen. I got it. But go Bible and you'll see that the evening and the morning was the first day. Okay? So because God wants he, the way God thinks and prepares things for you, he prepares things so that you enter into the blessing, not you try to work the blessing up. Amen. When Adam was, was, was here, when he placed Adam in the garden, he placed him in provision. There was nothing missing that Adam would need. It was already there. See? And so God does, that's the way, just the law of first mention is what that's called. So when you see that in the Bible, then you should say, okay, this is the way that God wants to get things done. I need to pay attention to that. See? So then I can stop it and simply agree with God and say, okay, my inspiration, my information is going to come in the cool of the day. When there are no issues, that's the best time to, to, to talk to God. I don't talk to him because of the issues. We've got this, I believe we just got this backwards because I, 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 take, I used to take problems to God so that God can solve them as if I didn't hear and understand that he's already given me the victory. So why am I, why am I belly aching and beseeching heaven for him to fix something? He's already given me the victory. That's the way it is worded. He gave us the victory. He always causes us to triumph. Blessed be the Lord that giveth us the victory. Okay? He didn't say that maketh us work for the victory. So then if my mind can come to that place where God is already sending me a word that would cause whatever's in front of me to be uh, removed because I understand me. Is that not what he said? The entrance of his word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So then I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to prove to God that I, I know how this thing should end. I know how it should turn out. I'm simply saying, God, I receive the information. I don't want to be like the, the children of Israel. That the Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. In other words, they had another thought process about how this thing was going to work out. Okay? And that's not the way God wants us to live. He wants us to live in the victory that was set forth by his word. I, I agree. I know this is a training that we're going to have to, 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 to become good at. See? Because otherwise, we're going to continue to, to live frustrated because we're trying to make God do something in our timetable when he's already finished the work. In fact, that's not what it says. He said the work was finished from the foundation of the earth 
before you got here, foundation of the earth, before you got here, your answer was already present. So I'm not taking uh, to God uh, my frustration. I should be taking, if I have a breath, according to Psalms 150, if I have a breath, I should give praise. Let everything that have breath praise. See? I mean, it changes the, 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 the way you approach it. Because if I'm, if I'm approaching things out of my frustration, probably I didn't hear the promise of God accurately. Because his promise, his promise is yes and amen. All of the promises of God are yes, and in him they are amen. They're not, I'll get around to it. You see what I'm saying? They are, they've already been answered yes. Amen. See, which changes my approach. Because if in my prayer I'm still beseeching heaven, then I've not received my yes, have I? Amen. See, if we would turn these things around, we can stop this. It could be over within a week. Every word of God is already tried. It has been proven seven different ways. Amen. And again, I know that there are are situations that, that people have been confronted with that they've been saying uh, we've been we've been holding on for so long we've been believing God for so long. Well, did He not say that the Lord watches over His word to hasten to perform it? That means He like be in a hurry, if you would, to bring it to pass. Amen. It, it's not based on how much knowledge I have. It's based on the understanding of the relationship. And the relationship gives me this information, that he will not leave me. He will not forsake me. Amen. That's the relationship information. See? That, that I can't come up with something that God has not already worked out. Now the challenge is for it to be worked in me. See? It's evident I'm not reaching for that. I'm still reaching for solutions. See? And that's why it's why am I seeking the living among the dead? Uh, Jesus had, had, had walked among them and he had given them instructions. He had revealed to them the kingdom of heaven, how it works, how it operates. And then he said, I'm going to leave. But I'm not going to leave you. Come on, y'all. Let's put these things together. He says, I'm going to leave. I'm going back to my father because the authority of two is always better. So I'm going back to the father, and I'll be interceding on your behalf. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you a comforter, the spirit of the living God. And when he gets here, what he's going to do is he's going to bring to your remembrance what Jesus has already said. He's going to bring to your understanding, give you inspiration, give you revelation, give you information, give you destination and occupation. Okay, what to do, occupation. What to do while in transition. Okay? Occupy till I come. These are the things you should do. These are the steps that are preordained that you should walk in. 
So when we allow the Holy Spirit to bring to our remembrance what Jesus has said, then we will experience the same thing that Peter experienced. Peter was out uh, 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 fishing all night, was coming in, and he was tired. And Jesus asked, and said, do you have any fish? He said, no, we have toiled all night and we have nothing. And Jesus said, cast your net on the right side of the ship. And he said, okay, okay, Jesus, maybe you didn't understand. He said, uh, I, I, I done did that, left side, right side, behind the boat. I done put my net everywhere. He said, no, I've done this, but nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to do it. And so as he threw the nets out, next thing you know, it says that the net began to break because of the catch of fish that was commanded by the word. And then Peter told his partners, man, come on, look here, I got too much, get some. And the Bible says not only was his net full and his boat started sinking, it said Jesus sank the, the partners' boats too. We're, we're, mm. Did, did he have to tell them to go to a different sea to get the uh, fish? In other words, the fish were already there, weren't they? He didn't tell Peter, okay, wait a minute, let me see. I'm going to make some fish, Peter, and then I'm going to cause the fish to, to swell up around here. And then, you know, he said, no, 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 you just do what my word tells you to do. Cast your net on the other side of the boat. Do what you haven't done, Peter, in faith. I know you were doing what you were doing by training. I get that, Peter, but do it by faith because the difference was this time Peter said, at nevertheless, at thy word. Okay? So the, the, he wants that word to be alive in you. And as a word is alive in you, whatever you're facing, he's there to deliver. That's what it said in Luke chapter uh, chapter 4, I think it's verse 27, it says that, that he was there and the power of the Lord was present to heal. It was present to deliver. See? So since the power of the Lord is present to heal, why am I trying to get my answers from another source? Why am I trying to get my answers from the outside, from my circumstances? Well, I, 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 it looks like this. No, no, no. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Your job is to hear, okay? Because when you hear accurately, then you will be able to enjoy the victory, okay? We're the ones that's going to have to do this. To do this. So the, the angel said, why, why, listen at these things so you see it. It says, why do you seek, uh, verse 5, and they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. And, they, and then the angel said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember. See, he's taking you back to the place where a word was spoken prior to the event that you find yourself in now. He's, he's not here. And you think that that means things are going to get bad. He says, no, you're still seeking the living among the dead. He says, Please remember, um, I'll just give you again a, a, a good understanding that I've been, uh, that I received about the word remember. Remember here is not just talking about an intellectual exercise of recall. He's not just talking about an intellectual uh, exercise of recall. 
he's asking you to put back together as it was originally intended. Remember, things are out of place. They are disjointed. So then our job is to put them back in place as they were originally intended. Intended. Remember. My, my, my hand doesn't work. I, I, it, it's just tired and weak. He says, okay, good. Put it back together as it was originally intended. You can see these in the miracles of Jesus. The man's hand didn't work. It was withered, the Bible says. And Jesus told the man, stretch forth your hand. Wait a minute. How's the man going to stretch forth his hand when his hand has never worked? What had to happen is the man had to, in his heart, remember, put it back as it was originally intended to operate. And as he did that, he stretched forth, <laughs> he stretched forth his hand as the other, the Bible says. See, he went into another dimension the position of heart that God gives us to do. See, we can remember, have an understanding of its original intent, and then function from there. He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly or things that are needed to be uh, done if we would remember, put them back together in their original intent. We will be able to see the process that God set in motion from the beginning because his word does not return to him void. I should remember. And so the angel told them, it says, remember, listen at this, how he spake to you when he was in, uh, when he was yet in Galilee. See, it says, and, 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 and uh, saying the son of man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men crucified on the third day. Rise again, and verse 8 said, and they put back together the words that were spoken unto them so that they can now enjoy the victory that he said was theirs. They remembered. Okay? Put it back together. So then I would say, ask the question then, if you have things in your life um, that seem to be broken, I would submit that if you would go and find the original intent and remember them, they will function as they were supposed to function. Because, again, you were not intended to die. It is a known scientific fact that every cell in your body reproduces itself as it was originally intended. But because of the uh, 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 the attacks that have happened in the body, then those same uh, uh, enzymes and anything else that comes, those same enzymes come back and attack the new thing. Amen. And because it's normal to us, it seems to happen faster and faster. Amen. Sickness and disease, infirmity, is simply death in slow motion. I'll say that again. Sickness and disease is simply death in slow motion. That would be one of the reasons why it took uh, 
Adam such a long time to uh, uh, be, sir, to succumb to, to, to sickness and disease, weakness and infirmity. Because God promised, he said, in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. A day unto the Lord is as a thousand years. And Adam did not live to be a thousand years old. It was in the day that he ate thereof. Say, the oldest man, I think it was Methuselah, was 969 years old. He did not live past that thousand-year uh, limit that God cloned because of sin. But then Jesus came, and now we have the invitation to eternal life. He didn't say spiritual life. He said eternal life. It's not just in the spirit. Your 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 body is going to experience that. Remember when Jesus was resurrected? Yes, it was a resurrected body. Jesus said, handle me. Because flesh, spirit does not have flesh and bone. Come on, y'all. This was not an etherical place, what he was trying to bring. He is going to effect change even in our physical body. It's going to go back to its original intent. It's going to be remembered. Amen. I mean, it doesn't even require blood, evidently, because Jesus' resurrected body did not have blood. He said flesh and bone. Spirit does not have flesh and bone. Didn't require blood anymore, did it? You you remember uh, uh, Lazarus? He had already been dead and went, gone through the process of uh, 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 mummification or what's the other one? Uh, embalming, okay? He had already gone through those processes. They had the scientific knowledge because they wouldn't let the blood stay in the body because if the blood stayed in the body, the blood would deteriorate, break down, and cause all kinds of things. And that's why uh, Mary said, she said, well, no, no, Martha said, well, he stinks by now because this process done already started happening. And yet Jesus commanded that he should come forth. Amen. That word that was spoken affected his body. That he came out of the tomb and he was still bound hand and foot and couldn't see because he had a, a napkin over his face. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. This man now is going to be among you because of a word that brings and gives life. You've been invited into that same opportunity. For the word has been sent to you to heal you and to deliver you from ALL all of your destruction. See? So they remembered, put back together in its original intent, the word that he had spoken. And then they returned from, they left the sepulcher. They left the place of disappointment. Oh, my God, that's just so good. They returned from the sepulcher. They were first headed to the place of the dead. 
Come on, y'all, look at this. Why seek ye the living among the dead? They were headed to the place of the dead to just experience what they thought life would be because of the grief and the, the, the hurt. and the. They, but then Jesus sent a word through the angel, and it says, why are you continually doing the wrong thing? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Remember, put back together what he said. And then they remembered his words, and they left the place of the dead. They left the place of grief. Mm -hmm. They went back to, mm -hmm. they went back to the place of hope because Jesus had told them, wait for me in the, in, in the upper room, and I'm going to send you the promise of the Father. Wait for me there. So they put back together his words, and they came in grief and despair, and they left with hope. They left the sepulcher. They went from the sepulcher, from the place of death, frustration. Amen. Amen. See, but here we are. We, we, the devil has gotten in this void, and he's, 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 he's presented things that we think are going to be okay. So we have a, a, a Halloween celebration. That means we spend more time thinking about words that Jesus didn't say, and we're going to think about traditions. We're, we're going to think about uh, uh, things that, that are vain and, and supposition. See? That's what we're going to, to think on. So then we'll say, okay, well, we'll attach a good event, things that, 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 that we don't understand. So let's have candy and, and, and sweets, and, and, and let's, let's celebrate around candy and sweets. And the enemy is giving you information that will not cause you to win. See? The devil is, the, the Bible says that the, the enemy, the serpent, it was the most subtle thing, creature that ever was. He was more subtle than any other creature. So then the devil does not uh, give away, throw away his, his subtlety. So here we are thinking that it's a good celebration for, uh, uh, for us to participate in All Saints Day. Halloween. Instead of saying, wait a minute, what happened to the, uh, the ones that went to a celebration that they thought this is the way to do it? And the, the, the information from heaven was, why do you seek the living among the dead? I mean, last week when I, when I said that, just as a, uh, I was looking at the date and the schedule that we had, and then I'd say, oh, this will be Halloween. And I said, okay, well, why are we doing that? So I'm giving you uh, the ability to answer that 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 situation for, for your lives, so that we can stop doing that same thing over and over again. That we can stop following vain tradition. See, we, we we can stop that. We can go ahead and 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 allow God to to do a new thing, because His Word has given us the ability to win every time, all the time. See, that's what He wants to do. So um, Jesus spoke to it again. He stopped this situation from the very beginning. See, he, he, he turned it around. These were the things that they thought from Jump Street. Okay? Let's look at this. In Luke chapter 20, 
in verse 37, um, that they they were accustomed to um, thinking from a, a wrong perspective. Again, it, that does not make it um, okay. That does not make them worse above all others. All that does is your information that you're processing as a man thinks in his heart, that's where you find the man. So the information that you're processing is the domain in which you live. Okay? You cannot you cannot live in a place that you haven't thought about. Okay? So that's what we're trying to to, 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 to get to here. Okay? So um in 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 Luke chapter twenty um this was um one of those things that the Pharisees and were 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 dealing with um asking questions about again, how do I function in life when dead things are there okay that's basically what this question was, and so they they began to ask uh questions of, of him in verse twenty seven of chapter 20, and then came certain Sadducees, and the Sadducees denied that there is any resurrection. And they asked him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if a man brother die, having a wife, and he died without children, that his brother should um, should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Therefore there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife and died without children. The second took her to wife and died childless, and the third took her. In like manner, also the seventh. Also, they left no children, and they died. And then they they said, last of all, the woman died. And then they trying to to trick Jesus, since you you say these things that we can't understand. <laughs> and he said, um, so therefore, in the resurrection, which they don't believe in anyway, that's why they're sad. You see, okay, they're sad. You see, because they don't believe in the power of the resurrection. They believe that you're going to live and you're going to die and then the judgment, okay? No, but Jesus says, no, it's going to be a life that should be enjoyed after you leave the planet, after you're no longer earthbound, glory to God. So Jesus said, uh, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. But they which are accounted worthy to obtain that world from and the resurrection from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither do they die anymore. Neither do they what? Neither do they die anymore. So he says, and are children of God being the children of the wrestle good. They are children of God being the children of the resurrection. <laughs> so then we have, according to this then, we have the ability to enter into that realm, the children of the resurrection. Glory to God. I hope you heard that. These are things that just give me hope when I see stuff like this in the Bible. See, I just don't read it as, a, as an account that will never benefit me. All right? It has to be a word that was spoken to give me life. Because Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. It says now, verse 37 is where I want you to get to. It says now that uh, now that the dead are raised, he says, when? Now, 
that the dead are raised. I love it. He says, I'm giving you truths that you should hang your life on, your existence on, now that the dead are raised. As I was kind of looking at this today, I I, I, I heard something that was interesting, that um, um, the only way we expect the people that have died to help us, to bless us, is as if they are raised. In other words, when I'm thinking about a, a, a person's death, and that's all I'm thinking about is the separation, I need to elevate my thinking because it says now that the dead are raised. So I, I, I'm telling you, beloved, we are supposed to live our lives at a higher elevation. Okay, let's do it that way. Yes, sir. We're supposed to live our lives at a higher elevation than the defeat that's beneath us. See? Because we keep thinking that whatever situation we find ourselves in, that we're supposed to live there. No, we're going to have to elevate our lives. Amen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, and they are safe. He said it was a tower. Is that correct? Where a tower is an elevated position. Amen. We're going to have to begin to 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 process that, answer that. Say, am I living below my 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 victory? Saying that I'm waiting on my victory. If I'm living below my victory, then I can't say I'm waiting on it because I'm walking in the wrong place. I'm walking below it. Say. He says, watch this, the way, the, way it's verbed, or the way it's written here. It says, now that the, that the dead are raised, even Moses showed at the bush, calling the Lord of Abraham, the Lord, the Lord God, calling the Lord, the, this is what he called him, he called the Lord the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. He wasn't trying to talk to Abraham. He was not trying to talk to Isaac. He was not trying to talk to Jacob. He says that it's the God of Isaac, the God of of Abraham, the God of Jacob. So he says, again, so that we can see that. So God is not the God of the dead, but of the living for all live unto him. Do you see how he, he, he's trying to frame our thinking from a different perspective? See? He, he's trying to get us to see that it's, it's, it's just different to do it God's way. He's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. See? Things that spring up from life tend to live. Okay, things that spring up from life tend to live. The God of Isaac. Things that come from the dead stay in the past. So if you're trying to talk to uh, um, your loved ones, because that's what we think we can do, we, we, we try to talk to our loved ones. Well, see, they are not here to bring information to you. See? He says, things that, are, that spring up from life tend to live, and things that come from the dead stay in the past. 
When God delivers someone, their testimony is still alive because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, the one that was and is and is to come. An active word, wow, that's true, sir, an active word remains alive. An active word remains alive. A recorded word has come to pass. Hear that? An active word remains alive. A recorded word came to pass. If you would, one is visiting and one is alive. A recorded word, you can hear it, 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 it and it just visits you. might make you feel good, but it's, 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 it's recorded. It has already happened. A live word brings destiny. Okay, a, a a recorded word only brings memory. That's why I said there's a difference uh, between remembering and recalling. See, when you recall, that is only a a a, a uh, exercise that's done intellectually, but a word that is alive produces your destiny. See. God sent his word and delivered us from all our destruction. Blind blind Bartimaeus, he was healed. That is his testimony. But that was just recorded. An active word, a word that was sent to heal and to deliver, is yet to be uh, seen, isn't it? It says it was sent to deliver us from all. So then he's interested in all being uh, uh, um, executed in our life. Is that correct? He's opening us up for all. See? Not just for that which happened. He's opening up everything to us. See? So those would be some of the things that that we have to, again, begin to participate in. See? Blind Bartimaeus had a testimony. That was a recorded word. But we have an active word. Um, the process and the effect are different, okay? The process and the effect are different. The process whereby the testimony was done is one thing, but the effect of what uh, what happened is different because the effect should produce in us, okay? The effect should produce in us that which is necessary, okay? I want you to know that, that, that everything, the promises of God must be personal, okay? You can't borrow a promise. It must be yours. The promise cannot be borrowed. It must be possessed. It must be lived out, okay? You remember Acts chapter uh, 19? Let's turn over there. Acts chapter 19. The seven sons of Sceva. Okay? And and, and, and uh, Paul, starting at verse 11, it, it says, And God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and, or aprons, 
and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And certain then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, which took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by this Jesus who Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a left-handed man, a Jew and a chief priest, and which did so. And when the evil spirits, and when the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirits was leaped upon them, and they overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Okay, let's let's look at this. See, you can't borrow a promise. The promise has to be possessed by you. It said that God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. That was a word and a revelation to him. God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. Can this work in our lives? Yes, it can. When it is revealed, assigned, and accepted. Any place in this Bible, two will fit. I just want you to know that. See? So when it is revealed, assigned, and accepted, whatever you see can work in your life, can work on your behalf. But if it's not revealed unto you, then assigned to you, notice that God wrought the special miracles by the hands of Paul. Come on, see, see? It didn't say God wrought special miracles by the uh, handkerchiefs or the aprons. It said God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. He laid his hands on the handkerchiefs. He laid his hands on the aprons. And because of the impartation, the transference of the anointing, God is the one that allows the anointing to be smeared upon, to be loaned to. It's not my anointing. It's the anointing that is smeared upon my life, loaned unto me for use in the times God ordained. See? It says God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, and the disease departed from those and the evil spirits went out of the ones who were afflicted by that. Okay? This was Paul's uh, uh, this was Paul's anointing, Paul's life. He accepted it. Okay? It was revealed to him and it was assigned to him. And then uh, uh we know that God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. So we can't live on another man's reputation. We cannot live on uh, uh, another man's uh, revelation because it's written in the back of two uh, four. It says the just shall live by his faith. So the the demon asked and said, um, mm, Paul, I, I, Jesus, I know. I, I recognize the 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 assignment that was accepted by Jesus. 
Paul, I know, I recognize that which was revealed to him. Because God wrought this by him. But who are you? Okay, they were trying to function on another man's assignment, on another man's revelation. Okay, and because it was not personal, it was, okay, because it was not personal, it couldn't work. Okay? Again, when it's personal, it produces provision. When it's public, it provides placement. It will give you a place. If you're having public ministry, it provides a place where people are invited into so that they can function because the revelation is alive. It, if it's public, it provides placement. But if it's personal, it produces provision. Amen. You want to write that down? That's just good. See, the, the promise has to be personal because when it's personal, it produces provision. When it's public, talked about, all it does is, is, is allows placement. You still have to enter in. If you don't enter in, then that which you've seen will not work in your life because it has to be personal. Don't you remember the word has to be a lamp and a light? The lamp is for personal ministry. The light is for public ministry. See? Uh, uh, the, the, the lamp, if you would, it, it, it was uh, a single flame, correct? They, in, in the day, they had oil, and, 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 and it had oil in it and the, the wick, and then the, the flame was a single flame. But a light is for public consumption. Uh, we have street lights, and they produce enough uh, uh, energy to light up a pathway. See? But a, a lamp is for my steps. Come on, Lord. A lamp is for my steps. A light is for the pathway. One is personal, one is public. When it's personal, it has provision. When it's public, it simply produces or provides placement, a point where you can enter in. Okay? I cited Habakkuk chapter 2, so let's just turn there. Habakkuk chapter 2. See? It says, verse 1 and following, it says, I will stand upon, this is a word, Habakkuk. Okay? Let's watch this. I will stand upon my watch. Upon whose watch? Upon my watch. In, in, in my prayer time, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, allow this word to, to be digested by me so that I can function in that which God is allowing me to see, understand, and participate in. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will set me upon the tower. If if I'm if it's not personal, okay, then then it's not going to be effective. See, I will set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see. I love this. I will watch to see what he will say 
unto me. See? He says, I- I'm going to pay attention to what's said. I'm going to hear it over and over again until I see what is said. Okay? I, I love the way that God connected both senses. He says, I will watch to see what he will say to me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. What, what do you want me to say, Lord? What, 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 what is my part in this? I'm going to stand upon my watch. I'm going to set me upon the tower. I'm going to watch to see, and then I'll know what to say when I'm reproved, when I'm challenged. And then because I've, I'm in a place of prayer, I'm in a place of expectancy, it says, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. Make it plain upon tables. Make it plain upon something that is rigid, something that can be uh, revisited over and over again. And he said, why should I write it down and make it plain? He says, because there are going to be people that read it that need to run with it. There are going to be people that read it, and they're going to need motion. Because the vision is yet for an appointed time. But the end shall speak. Come on. Please pay attention to some of these things. He says the vision is for an appointed time, but the end is the thing you should be listening to, not the transition. Glory to God. The vision is for an appointed time, but the end shall speak and not lie. See, your destination has already been ordained by God, preordained, the Bible says. There are steps that are preordained that you should walk in. See, so then your your end is what you should listen to, not the transition of what you're going through. Let's let's begin to hear what I'm going unto instead of what I'm going through. Oh, that'll preach right there. Pay more attention to what you're going to as opposed to what you're going through. For the end shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it surely will come, it will not tarry. But most of the time, our soul is, the behold, his soul is lifted up, is not right upright within him. He says, but the just shall live by his faith. See? So you can't borrow a promise. You, you can't live on another man's revelation. If it's not personal, it will not produce the provision. See, what you see in the public is simply provides placement, a place that you can enter into. Okay? So then, have, have, have you had a, a, a dream to die because you were out of position or you were looking at the wrong thing? You were, were seeking the living among the dead, hanging out with ghosts and figments of imagination? Frustration, naysayers and doubters. He says the end is going to speak. Pay attention to where you are called. Stop looking at what you're going through. Look at what you're going to. Because that's the thing that's speaking. Okay? That's the place in, in which God 
is, is building you up in your most holy faith. See? He's using the, the place that you're called to to speak to you in the place where you are. Amen. See? He, he wants us to participate in faith. The just shall live by his faith. See, I, I can't make another person walk in my steps. Amen. Because it's not personal to him. And if it's not personal, it cannot produce provision. Yes, you can have a testimony. I can see that you can gravitate towards my testimony. Appreciate that. But it's going to have to become personal to you. Otherwise, the demons are going to uh, say, "Uh, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Stevie, I know. But, 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 But who are you? And you're going to end up naked and wounded, it said. See? Please, please, that's good, sir. He did not say you would end up um, without the ability to execute. You're just going to have take off the, the garment of praise. You're going to take off the helmet of salvation. You're going to end up naked, void of your, your, your gospel clothes. You, you will not uh, be clothed in, in faith. You will not have uh, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You will be naked and injured. Please know that the injury cannot happen if you are clothed correctly. Amen. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Why? So that you can uh, deal with all of the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay? You can stop every attack that he has when you are clothed correctly. But if you displace, take off your clothes, you will be injured. I remember back when I was just understanding these things, and I would pray um, that, that, that God would help me to, uh, to, to be clothed in the, with the whole armor of God. And he let me go through that for about three days. And then the third day he said, so did I do what you asked me yesterday? Yes, sir. You clothed me with the whole armor of God. He said, and when did I tell you to take it off? And I said, well, you didn't. He said, so then why are you coming here today to ask me to dress a dressed man? I said, well, okay, I see that. So then my job now is to not take the armor off. Take unto me. It becomes personal. Isn't that what it is? Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. See? I begin to see that it has to be personal. Okay? It, it, it cannot be just something that that's, uh, it cannot just be something that sounds good. Okay, this must work for Paul, so I'm gonna make sure that I look like Paul. No, you're not. You are not ordained to walk in the steps of Paul. You're supposed to be conformed into the image of Christ Jesus. Paul is the one that said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." He didn't even say, follow me and I'll lead you to Christ. He said, follow me because you see Christ. Follow me as I follow. Mm-hmm. If you don't see Christ in me, don't follow me. See? Revelation has to be personal. See? If, if the revelation is not personal, did you, if the revelation is not personal to you, then you will not walk in your preordained steps. You will be fighting trying to walk in my steps. 
Amen. That's not good for you. See? Not because that lifts me up, but that minimizes you. Did you get that? Did you see that? It's not that 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 whole process lifts me up and makes me the big to do. It minimizes you. You don't even understand that you're supposed to walk in your steps, preordained steps that you should walk in. See? The only thing we're supposed to do is be conformed to the image of Christ Jesus. You're not trying to be conformed to the image of Stephen. That does you or me no good. That was my, my pastor used to say things like that, and he'd just say, I, I, I have to lead people to Jesus because I found that people will stop at the person rather than get to the man, Christ Jesus. They'll stop at me, glorify me, lift me up, and never get to the feet of Jesus. So he says, so I stop that. I only take people to Jesus. If you want to get to Jesus, good. In fact, that, that is, a, that is a, a statement that Jesus himself said. He said, if you come to me, my job is to take you to the Father. No man can get to the Father except by me. Jesus didn't even want you to stop where he is. He wants to take you to the Father because he said the Father loves you. Mm, mm. See? The Father loves you. I need you to get to the Father so that you can experience this love. See? Yeah, I'm, I love the Father. And because I love the Father, I speak to you. But I speak the words that he spoke to me. And the reason he spoke to me is because he loved you. For God so loved the world that he sent me. Amen. We are supposed to be a conduit, just like Jesus was a conduit to the Father. So when I understood that, I stopped trying to just, you know, become the big me and then make you the little you. I just simply say, let's find the big God. Glory to God. See? And now, brethren, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. See? This is the process that, that, that must take place. See? Because without this, it's just going to be trouble for you because you're going to be frustrated trying to live my life, trying to uh, reproduce my uh, uh, victory. See? That's not what you're called to. Your eye on the vision that he gave you. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the end shall speak and will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. The just shall live by his faith. See? That, that, that's, where, that's where we're supposed to go. I found that, 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 that people should practice what they learn. If they don't practice what they learn, they will lose that knowledge. Practice makes permanent. I know people have said practice makes perfect. No, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. See? So, so we've got to get to the place where we diligently seek, practice over and over again. Give ear unto his words. See? And as we do that, then we continue to practice what God wants us to function in every day, living by, 
faith. See? Whatever we walk out is because of what we see. We only walk out that which we see. As a man thinketh in his heart, so easy. As a man believes in his heart, that's where you find the man. We walk out what we see. Demonstration becomes imitation. Demonstration becomes imitation. Jesus said, I only do those things that I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. So the demonstration became imitation. Follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? What we do over and over again becomes the knowledge that we live in. It it, it didn't say what we visit every once in a while. Come on, y'all. It says what we do over and over again is what we live by. Your thoughts become words. Your words become actions. Your actions become habits. Your habits become character. Your character becomes destiny. Whatever we do over and over again becomes the knowledge we live by. See? Practice makes permanent. We walk out our destiny through our character because of our habits, which are formed by our actions, the words that are given life simply by what you think. I just turned it around. I, I want to uh, give it to you in ways that you can see it. Your thoughts become words. Your words become actions. Your actions become habits. Your habits become character. And your character becomes your destiny because we walk out our destiny through the character that we have developed and our habits that we continue to walk in. They form our actions that are coming from the words that we've given life to because that's what we think. It's a very simple process. If we continue to think that it's okay uh, to, 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 to participate in what we say are harmless things, those are the things that will cost you your life, okay? Because you'll continue to function in, in areas that are, are dead, that are, that are not working, okay? And then you'll say, okay, well, this is all I know. I get that again. Your thoughts become word your thoughts become words, your words become actions, your actions become habits, your habits become character, and your character becomes your destiny. I know that's all you knew, but it's not all that's required of you. There is so much more that God wants to do in your life. See? He wants you to be able to participate. At, at a greater level of victory. See? He, he wants you to be able to, 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 to direct your path by his words. See? He, he wants you to be able to, to, to see uh, your way out of a circumstance. Out of a, in fact, he wants you to see your way over a circumstance. Okay? So that you will not be subjected to that. So that you would be able to 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 speak, declare, decree, and that which you say becomes your destiny. Your way or God's way? 
God is waiting on you. He's giving you a word that would allow you to win every time. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances that are in front of you, you can be the one that determines how your life goes, not your circumstances. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and bless you. Thank you for giving us the ability to arrest our thoughts, speak accurate words, submit our actions unto you so that our habits are formed would develop the good character that gives us our destiny. Father, thank you. You said you will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. And it is our intent, in our, our intention and intent to walk in your word, to walk the victory that you've given unto us. We will no longer continue to allow simple and easy things to, to direct. We want a, a, the mighty God from a, that gives us a great word to be the one that directs our lives. Thank you, Father, for not giving up on us when we were found naked, dying in our own blood. You spoke to us then and said, live. Thank you, Father, that we choose to live this day by your grace, by your love, and by your mercy. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, was Lord and Savior, the redeemed said together, amen, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, beloved, um, wow. um, I'll, I'll just say that uh, I'm having issues with my, um, with my computer, so I, I can't really uh, go to find out who is uh, still on the call. Um, because we'd like to give you the opportunity to um, uh, to ask questions or make comments, but um, uh, my computer just stopped working about 20 minutes ago, so uh, I'm going to just go ahead and end it uh, here by asking you that if this has been a blessing to you, um, then would you go to the website at livedeliverance.com and uh, sow a seed here. Um, you go to the Donate tab and... Um, uh, go ahead and, and give as the Lord has, has, has blessed you Because he says that if uh, you've received uh, uh, spiritual information and impartation Then you should uh, give of that which you have, your natural substance So that um, we can all see uh, the glory of God revealed in you And now all of a sudden my, um, my, my, my internet just, just released me So then I'm going to ask uh, area code, see if I can make this switch here. Um, okay, it's not letting me control it, though. It does let me see you. Again, I thank you for just being there. So um, uh, we'll, we'll probably pick this up um, in some manner next, next week because we still uh, have been caught. Yeah, we will finish that. Uh, seeking the living among the dead. It was not just for Halloween uh, that we brought this up. It is because we are living below the privileges that God has ordained for us. So with that being said, 
I'll bring it to a close and say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. So until the next time we get together, be blessed.